Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Okay, today um, I want to help us to understand and experience a powerful, life-changing truth um, that, uh, that many don't take advantage of. And it's going to be a big word. You've heard it many times, but I'm, I'm going to do my best to explain it today. But um, it's, it's the gift of his righteousness. Say righteousness. Uh, so we call this today positioned for righteousness. I had the hardest time trying to figure out how to, how to title this message. First of all, it's made right by God. And then I said, you know, it's, I'm going to say it's, it's one of the most important messages you'll ever hear. That was too long. Um, but just positioned for righteousness. Um, you know, maybe 2020 was, was a wake-up call to get back to the basics, uh, to get back into right position. Um, you know, we start off the year, love God, love people. Matter of fact, get your T-shirts on the way out. Uh, they're going to go fast. Uh, love God, love people. Uh, you know, maybe it's getting back to a simple relationship with Jesus. And I believe that we, the church, I believe with all my heart, we are being positioned right now for revival. But I believe for that to happen, we need a revival of his righteousness. And, and I know that's a big word. I'll explain it. I'll explain it. There's a place a position that God has called us to as his children for the world to take notice. We are the light of the world. We are the head and not the tail. We are more than conquerors. All those statements are found in that one word, his righteousness. Say righteousness. It's one of those words that we have heard in church many times, but we don't understand the importance of it as a matter of fact, um, the word can be scary. And it can even have some PTSD attached to it because, because of what we've been taught or, or how someone explained it. But righteousness is not a scary word. It's a word that shouts freedom and it's a word that delivers God's favor. Did you hear that? It shouts freedom and delivers God's favor. Let me say it this way. I'll just phrase it this way. His righteousness will deliver everything you need on this earth and for eternity. His righteousness will deliver everything you need. You no, know, God supplies all of our needs, not some, all of them. We all have needs. So this, this word, and we're going we're gonna to crack it open. We're gonna, I pray, I've just been praying for the last few days, like, Lord, just just, uh, just you unscramble anything that I'm scrambling today. The Holy Spirit, make it clear. Get it into our hearts. Um, let us hear what you want us to hear today. So one way to, to define righteousness is right standing, or in this message, right position. Right position. The word righteousness or righteous or right that same meaning is found hundreds of times in the Bible. There are only a few words that you'll find more in the Bible, God and Jesus. Righteousness is a close third. So from Genesis to Revelation, the word is peppered throughout. It must be significant, and it is. And the enemy would love to keep us from the understanding of it and experiencing righteousness. He would want nothing more than to have God's kids blinded from this powerful gift. 
So let me first say that, number one, God is ready right now to lead us down paths of righteousness. Psalm 23.3 says this, he restores my soul, he leads me in the paths, plural, of righteousness for his namesake. In other words, I'll say it this way, what you do in life, whatever path you took, your career, whatever you're doing right now, it's his righteousness or right position with him that will keep you there and bless you there. All for his namesake, all for his glory. Let me continue for a moment to compel you towards righteousness for a moment uh, and, and by giving you some of the results of it. Now, you may not understand it yet, right? I'm just kind of, I'm building, building this for you, and, and I'm hoping that as I say a few things, you're like, oh, yeah, the light bulb is going to go on. This is what happens when people get in the right position with God. Did you know that his righteousness is directly connected to your provision? Matthew 6, one of my favorite verses. This, matter of fact, this is the very first verse I ever memorized. Matthew 6, but seek first, say first, his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Well, what things? If you read it in its context, everything you need in life. Provision. By the way, that's definitely one of the worries of life. Provision, right? Provision for now, provision for the future. His righteousness fixes that. Again, I, I love this verse because the reason why it meant so much to me because I grew up without. I grew up having to scratch and claw for everything. But when I surrendered my life to Jesus, this verse proved true. I will tell you right now that every single opportunity that has ever come to me in my life Literally, God gave to me. You're very quiet this morning. I want to show you that, that when you put yourself in the right position, I believe with all my heart, his provision follows. Like, I would have never seen myself in ministry. It came through an email. I'm like, what? What's that? Youth pastor? I checked it out. God picked me out of a slew of other people that were probably more qualified. <clears throat> Ministry, jobs, my, my first job at Amway was a phone call. Someone called me. I was pressing, Lord, I need a job. God, I need help. And by the way, I was, I was ready to go anywhere to, to, to interview anything. I said, Lord, all of a sudden the phone, the phone rang. Hey, there's a job opening. Why don't you go down and interview for it? I said, I'm on my way. <clears throat> that sounds crazy, but I tell you what, it's true. It's only because I was placing myself in the right position with God, in right relationship with God. I was just learning how to do that, and, and God, was, God was showing me that provision followed. You know, he took me from the bar scene to a Bible study. He took me out of a place that I was, I was out of position, and he put me in, in a place where I could find myself in his righteousness, in position with him. And his righteousness is directly connected to your peace. Oh, man. Not only your provision, but your peace. If there's, never a, if there's ever a hot commodity in 2021, it's not GameStop. It's peace. <laughs> it's peace, right? It's peace. 
Invest in that. That stock's gonna go way up. Look at Isaiah 32, 17. The work of righteousness will be peace. Did you hear that? The work of right position, righteousness, right standing, right relationship is peace. And the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. See, if you're, if you're troubled in the present or about the future, get positioned for righteousness, and you will experience peace and, and assurance and confidence now and for the future. I'm so happy I can lay my head down at night with assurance and peace and confidence. And that doesn't mean my life is perfect. That doesn't mean I don't have things to always pray about. I've, I've got burdens that I gotta give to God daily. But I'll tell you something, when I lay my head down, I said, Lord, thank you for your righteousness. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. You've done something. You've given me a gift that, that just really I, I can't even fully comprehend. So let me say it again. His righteousness will deliver everything you need on this earth and for eternity. Your provision, your peace, his forgiveness, his love, your freedom, all tied to it. And what I've noticed in life is this, is when I'm walking in the right position, when I'm, when I'm in the right place, I'm walking in a right relationship with God. This is very important. Right relationship with God that, that is actually easy and light and fulfilling. Do you know how I know? Do you know how we know if you're in the right position? His relationship is easy and light and fulfilling. See, some people still serve the God of religion. When he says, I'm not the God of religion, I'm the God of relationship. And when you walk in his righteousness, it's easy. It's not overbearing, it's not difficult. Life will be fulfilling. Why? Because we're being filled up with God and all that God has for us. Here's the proof, Matthew Proof, Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for, say it, righteousness. For what? They will be filled up. Man, that's, that's how I know. If, when I'm in the right position, I'm being filled. Like God is filling me. When I'm not, I'm depleted. And I've been in both places. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm dry. I'm weary. Come on, that's just God saying, hey, Get in the right place. You guys tracking with me? Because God wants to fill you with his love. God wants to fill you with his glory, his presence, his joy, his peace, and the list goes on and on. Yet there are so many people living unfulfilling lives. They're struggling. When Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life abundantly, a fulfilling life. And there are many, even today, that cannot honestly say life is good because God is good. See, God wants everyone to experience the tangible blessings from his righteousness of being in the right position. I've had, I've had a, a, a few, I'd say multiple times, when heaven, the righteousness of heaven, by the way, that's Jesus, you know that. Jesus is the righteousness of God, right? Jesus is. Now, 
I've had multiple times when, when, the, when, when, when the presence of God has come and visited me on this earth. And, and I, I, I've shared this before, but I'll just share this really quick story that you may have heard. If you haven't, then it's going to be new to you, but if not, bear with me. And so when we were married early on, um, uh, Emily, well, Emily was pregnant with Anna Lynn, and she had some cravings. And this time her craving was was chocolate chips combined with butter braid pretzels. You, you know this story. I'm just going to say it again. Chocolate chips with butter braid pretzels. And I remember one, I can see this in my, my, my eye clearly. And, and so she, it was probably about 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night, and she looks at me, we're just, just ready to go to bed probably, and she goes, you know, I got a craving for some chocolate chips and butter braid pretzels. Will you go down to the gas station and get those for me? I'm thinking, Ugh. Because it's the right thing to do. Because I love my wife, right? And, and I'm, I'm like kind of gritting my teeth. Like, man, I'm tired. I got to get up, go out in the cold and drive down to the gas station. And then to make it worse, because, because you know, we're, we're on a youth pastor's salary. You know, I thought, I'm not going to go to the gas station because I'll pay triple what I'll pay at Meyer. So I'll drive an extra five miles, which pretty much made up for the gas, you know. And I'll drive to, I'll drive to Meyer to get the butter braid pretzels and chocolate chips. So that's what I do. I get in the car, I drive to Meyer. It's kind of a little, you know, a little, little disgruntled under my breath, but I'll do it because it's the right thing to do. And I remember going to um, Meyer and, and I'm walking through the aisles and I walked to the chocolate chip aisle and there in the chocolate chip aisle was a young lady who had used to be in my youth group. She's now older, probably in her 20s. And I recognized her and she was with two gentlemen, one tall gentleman, one short, older gentleman. He's probably about five foot two. They were both, uh, they did not speak English. They were, they were uh, Hispanic. And, and so, I, so I'm talking with her. I said, hey, how you doing? Good to see you, man. How have you been? Blah, blah, blah. And she's translating with them. And she mentions to them that I'm a pastor, right? And so it was a short, short conversation. I leave because I'm on a mission, I got the chocolate chips, now I gotta go find the butter braid pretzels. Now back then, butter braid pretzels were difficult to find for some reason. I'm walking down this aisle and that aisle, finally get to the aisle, don't know the number of it, but it's where all the chips and everything is. And I'm looking, I could not find those butter braid pretzels. And I'm looking and looking and looking, and all of a sudden as I'm kind of staring at these, staring at the tortilla chips, <laughs> so they must be around here somewhere, all of a sudden, the little guy, older guy, probably in his 60s, is standing unusually close to me. And I'm like, I know someone's there. And I looked over, and it's him. The same guy that was just there, about five foot two, cute little guy, about probably mid-60s. And he's holding a fifth of vodka right here, just holding it. But his eyes are teary, like he's tearing up. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, something's happening here. You know, I don't know. And he's tearing up. He's crying. I'm recognizing why. He's probably putting two and two together. I'm a man of God, right? And he's, and he's in, in, his, in his place that he's at. And he's tearing up. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, how do I communicate with this guy? So I, I, say, I say, Jesus loves you. <laughs> I said, Jesus. I'm thinking, he's probably thinking, dude. I said, Jesus loves you. I thought, all I can do is, I can, uh, the only thing I can do with Spanish is, is, is uh, count to ten. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, you know, diez. I thought, well, he's just going to take off after ten. So I couldn't, I could not communicate with him. So you know what I did? I just said, 
I grabbed him and I gave him a hug. And here, is, here I am, aisle number nine, holding this stranger I've never met before with a fifth, fifth of vodka right between us. I'm just holding him. I'm just like, ah, Jesus loves you. Jesus, Jesus. Just saying, Jesus, Jesus. And, um, and, and all of a sudden, we, we break. Now, by the way, when he came to me, his eyes were bloodshot. They were bloodshot. He, he, he was, this was his second round going, going right? And, and so, and so I, I listen, this is, this is true, a miracle. I, I went away. He's, he, he stopped crying, and his eyes were as clear as a bell. He took that fifth of vodka, put it right next to tortilla chips, and he walked off in the sunset. And we were both so filled with the presence of God like, I was at the right place at the right time. I was in right position. Number one, because I, you're, you're well, Emily says, you're welcome, because she forced me to go out and do something right for my marriage, and it worked out. But this is why I tell you this story. Because I then walked around Meyer for a good half an hour, stunned overwhelmed with God, overwhelmed with his love. I was like in this bubble, like you couldn't touch me. The enemy could not touch me. I was like living in the righteousness, in the presence of God. It was when heaven came down, and the reason why I said it, because I, I clearly recall a few things I believe the Holy Spirit was teaching me in that moment. He was teaching me not to care about anything this world could offer. I didn't care. Like nothing mattered to me except for Emily, of course. And I don't but, but nothing mattered to me. Nothing, my friends, nothing mattered to me. And I had no fear. Like there was absolutely no fear. Matter of fact, I was ready to save every single person in my, I was going to preach the gospel. I said, Lord, send them. I'm going, I'm here, I'm here. I don't want to leave this bubble, whatever's going on here. I had complete peace that went beyond my understanding. And listen, I felt an unlimited supply of God's love to give. That's a key word. I had an unlimited supply of God's love to give. And guess what? I couldn't stop smiling. I couldn't stop smiling. And so it's almost like God intentionally placed me, I call it, in the zone, in the sweet spot of God. I believe he allowed me to taste something so good and so powerful that I would never forget it so that I might go after it in the days to come. That I might pursue him at another level with greater passion and determination. All because God literally placed me in the right place at the right time to show me who he to show me his righteousness, to show me Jesus and what he can do in a moment, just like that. Now, this message was actually inspired by a few verses in John 16. And this is where I want to build a little bit of a foundation today. This is a two-part message series. You're not going to want to miss next week. But here's the backdrop. Jesus is telling his disciples that he's got to go that he physically cannot be with them anymore. They're obviously not happy. They don't understand. So Jesus says this in John 16, 7 to 11. And I'll explain why this verse, why these three verses are so important, especially for you who grew up in church. 
especially for you right now who grew up in church, who have a certain religious mindset that you know you want to get rid of, but it's still stuck there in the back of your head. The, 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 the bondage, the, the, the tra- entrapment of, of thinking, really, literally putting God in a box. John 16, 7 through 11. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go away. For I, if I do not go away, the helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, now check this out. When he comes, he, the Holy Spirit, will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Verse nine, here we go. Verse nine, of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to the Father and you see me no more. And of judgment, because the ruler of this world, the devil, Slewfoot himself, is judged. Now, let me explain this. I'm so glad Jesus explained this verse. <clears throat> because so many people are confused. This is what so many Christians struggle with. They struggle with sin, understanding righteousness, and judgment. They take all three and they wrap them in one. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. I'm going to compartmentalize it for right now. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take that verse. I'm going to show you how it works with the Christian. This really is a message to people who believe in Jesus. But it's also a message to people that obviously come back to Jesus to come into righteousness. So he says this, he says, let's read that again, because I think it's powerful. It says, nevertheless, verse uh, 7, he goes, uh, John 16, verse 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if you do not, the, whole, the help or the Holy Spirit will not come to you. Listen, but, but if I depart, I'll send him to you, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Here we go. Thank you, Jesus, for telling us of sin, because they do not believe in me. Now stay right there. Listen. Everybody who has ever lived was a they. I was a they. I was lost and God found me. I was wandering and now I have purpose. I was a they. I was a they. Come on. And what happened was the Holy Spirit was kind of, he wasn't, he was pushing me in a loving way. He was saying, Dan, Dan, you're living in sin. You're separated from God. I've got to, I'm, I'm, I love you, Dan, but, but you don't know God. You don't know the righteousness yet. So, I'm, so he kept kind of lovingly putting the pressure on me, right? Isn't that, isn't that what happened to you? Like we, you know, the, I'll say this. Listen, the, 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 the worst thing about sin is this. It separates us from God. That's the worst thing. Because listen, when all is said and done, when all is said and done, for those who have not made a decision to follow Christ are separated from God. Right now on this earth, we have God. Even people who don't know Jesus still have God around. They have him in creation. He's all around. But one day, one day, you don't want anybody to miss out on heaven because the worst part of not going to heaven is being separated from the very love and presence of God. That's the worst thing. It's horrible. So Jesus says, listen, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what this is. I, I, I really need you to focus on this because I, I think, that, listen, this is where our church is going. 
This is how we're going to reach the world, right here. The, all the people that you know that don't know Jesus who are lost. All the people that you, don't, that you know who are lost right now. They're separated from a loving God because they haven't received Jesus and his righteous, right? They're separated. We, I was a they, you were a they. Listen, Jesus loves them, but they need rescue. You got any they's in your life that need rescue? Come on, right? Are you praying for they? Okay, good. So he, he says, listen, this is what the Holy Spirit has come to, to, to convict they, which I was a they of sin. You got that? Okay, next verse, number 10, look at this. Of righteousness, verse 10, because I go to the Father and you see me no more. Now he says, oh, Holy Spirit says, oh, now, because you know me, I'm going to bring you into righteousness. I'm going to show you who Jesus is. I'm going to bring you into tangible experiences with me because, listen, you are now righteous. The Holy Spirit's job, God himself, is not to convict the believer of sin. I'm messing with some religious mindsets. I hope you're jumping on this, this bandwagon here with me. I hope you are. Because this is so important for us to move forward. Of righteousness, of righteousness, you are righteous because of what he's done. You, he's not, I'll explain, he's not coming to you to badger you and accuse you of your past, all the things. He's coming to get you in the right position of his righteousness, not religion. You won't like this church if, 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 if you want to come with, for just religious duties, if you're not willing to break the religious mindset. You, don't, you, don't want, you won't like it. But you will if you understand that the Holy Spirit's job is to lead you and I to righteousness. Come on, right standing, right position. Verse 11, he explains this. By the way, the Holy Spirit wants to lead you and I, believers, to righteousness because we need strength. We need to be lifted higher in these days to come. In verse 11, I love that he compart, he, look at, he said this, he said, in verse 11, and uh, listen, and, and, and he says, of judgment, why? Because of the ruler of this world is judged. Do you guys see that? Do I need to just go home and not talk about this? Do, do you guys understand this? Do I have to come down there and say, hey, Listen, when the Holy Spirit comes, his main goal is to lead us into righteousness. To show you and I who we are in Christ. To position us for righteousness. A they, a you, a they, a you, and he who's judged. Which one, which one do you want to, uh, what position you want to be in? Come on, let me show you a little screen I showed you regarding this verse, a little, little pic that we put together. It's very simple. These are, these are words that you've heard in, in church. Remember, <clears throat> they, I was a they, we struggle with sin, separated from God. Thank God I gave my heart to Jesus, and now I'm right here in the zone. 
But sometimes the enemy tries to take us away and deceive us, thinking, oh, you're judged for that. Oh, you messed up. Now judgment's coming. You ever heard that? Come on. So I love it that Jesus explains it so that we are not confused. Have you ever wondered if you're saved? Have you ever wondered if you were deceived? Have you ever wondered if God loves you? Those questions are indications of the world, sin, or the enemy trying to take you out of righteousness, out of the right position. Give me an amen if you're getting it. So when we are being pulled away, listen, we must intentionally let the Holy Spirit, because this is his job, to position us back into his righteousness. In right standing, right position, right relationship. I didn't say doing all the religious duties of God, simply right relationship. Righteousness is is this, being where he is. Not necessarily having him where I'm at. It's going and finding God. It's seeking God. See, so many times it's, it's the little tweak that brings you to the highest peak. And I think many of us, if we would be honest, we find ourselves as Christians struggling with what the world has to offer us, right? We struggle with, with oh, I want that, and, 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 I, and, I, and I need that. We find ourselves out of position. Or we have that slew foot, the enemy, coming and, and trying to accuse us and badger us and try to get us to this place where we feel like, oh man, I'm judged. What's the point of being a Christian? I'll never be able to measure up. True, that's why we need his righteousness. It's the little tweak that brings you to the highest peak. A simple turn in the right direction will change everything. I think of the woman caught in adultery. She meets the king of righteousness. Read that story for yourself. She, reads the, she meets the king of righteousness, Jesus himself. And then he says this one thing. After all this is done, he says, where are your accusers? I don't see them anymore. They all left. And then he says, go and sin no more. Right? You heard that? Go and sin no more. He's saying, listen, don't go back to sin. Don't give in to judgment. Just stay in the sweet spot of righteousness. But there are many Christians who've been given his righteousness, but they don't know it. And many who know it, but not standing in it. They might be standing in the wrong place. They're standing in fear. They're standing in worry. They're standing in confusion. They're standing outside of the truth of his righteousness and therefore struggling, heading down paths where they're distracted and even deceived and and heading for defeat. So we just got to get our heads in the right place, right? Let's get back in the right position. Why is it so important? I've played various sports. Uh, I've coached. And I've noticed that in most sports, if you're out of position, it can lead to a penalty, which will set you back. It can lead to the opposing team gaining or even scoring points. It can even lead to injury. So obviously it's important. Can I just address one major thing the enemy wants to, has been trying to do? Fear. Fear is, is one of his, probably his biggest weapon. Fear is one of the enemy's biggest weapons to take us out of righteousness. 
to take us out of the right position. Well, how do you defeat that, Dan? You just go down that road. You face it head on. You do it afraid. Do you hear that? So many times we just sweep it under the rug. I just tell people, I tell myself this, like go down that road, whatever you're afraid of, go down that road, but bring the word with you and say, what's the worst thing that could happen? Then combat it with the truth. We all can go down that road of worry and fear about the future, right? Can't we? We have. But I've said this before. I've said, if you want to have faith for the future, go back, as we sang in our first song, go back and see God's faithfulness in the past. You want to know how it's going to work out in the future? Just go back in the past. You're here. What has he done? How has he provided? How has he given you peace? How has he showed up in those times and done a miracle? He'll do it again and again and again and again. He'll never change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. See, God did not appoint us to wrath, but to build each other up. Say, I'm righteous because of Jesus. Look at this verse in Colossians 1.22 as we're, we're finishing up here. Yet now he, Jesus, has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, look at this, as a result of that, he has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But when we get around people, oh man, they might say different. But God doesn't. God says, no, 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 in my presence, in his righteousness, you are faultless and blameless. How cool is that? If I could just get you to not just know it in your head, but to believe it in your heart today. See, sometimes we wake up worried and anxious or scared because we're listening to another narrative. The narrative that reminds you of your past, your sins, or, or judgment. That's not God's voice, my friends. First Thessalonians 5, 9 through 11, for God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake right now or asleep, we pass away, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. Come on. Therefore, encourage each other and build each other up. I did not tell you, maybe I've told you before, but I have a special gift. And that is right now I can see everybody's sins hovering over their heads. Right now, little words. know exactly what you're struggling with. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's not true. That's not true. Because that's not God. That's not God. That is not God listening online. That is not God. No, when God looks at you righteous, he looks at all the wonderful things. He thinks on things that are pure and lovely and noble when he looks at you. That's what he sees. He appointed us to receive his goodness, his mercy, deliverance, safety, abundance right here on this earth, whether we are awake or asleep. Jesus didn't come to judge you. John 8, 15 You judge me by human standards, but I do not judge anyone. Yet some of you are listening to this message and judging me. It's a shame. No, you're not. I'm just kidding. (laughs) 
Maybe, Emily, maybe. Okay, Emily is the only one, no. Listen, God gave us the Holy Spirit, listen, to lead us into righteousness. Do you hear that? Not to judge us, not to, but to love us. See, instead of curse, he gave us blessing. Instead of sickness and disease, he gave us health. Instead of poverty, he supplies us all provision for all things that we need. Instead of rejection, he gave us acceptance. Instead of shame, he gave us his glory. Instead of death, he gave us his life. And the list goes on and on and on. I hope you can see, please hear this, the job of God in the name of the Holy, he's, he's the Holy Spirit. He's God. He's not any less God, the Holy Spirit. He's God himself, right? Can you see what he what he's does? Can you see the job that he does on this earth? That if we're not careful, we can believe, oh no, is God gonna show me my sin this morning? Nope. Is he gonna judge me this morning? Nope. He's gonna lead you to righteousness. Woo! Amen, all right. Got you going. See, when you know that, please, please, when you know that, you're going to be as bold as a lion because the righteous are as bold as a lion. Let me just emphasize a couple more things and we'll, we'll be done. Just to reemphasize that point. Have you ever invited someone over to your home? Maybe you haven't. And all of a sudden they walk into your home for the first time and they point out everything they don't like about it. Oh, that's crooked. That's dirty. I don't think I like that. Don't like that picture. You probably haven't. But if you have, right, probably not coming back. Just what I'm saying, right? Or how about someone that, that becomes your friend for the first time and, and the first time you, 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 you're, you're around them, they start pointing out all your flaws, all your mistakes. They tell you what's dirty, what's, what's the, listen, you ever, you ever had somebody like that? Maybe you did, but they're probably not your friend anymore. Did you know that when you invite the Holy Spirit into your temple, into your church, into who you are, that he has come to lead you and build you up, to lead you up, to listen, this is the Holy Spirit's job, to lead you up, to give you gifts, to comfort you, to help you, to fill you up, to give you power, to guide you, to tell you things that will come, to give you strength when you feel weak, even to pray for you and to constantly remind you of Jesus and his righteousness. I just gave you all the things the Holy Spirit does when you wake up in the morning. Let me say it again. To lead you up, to build you up, to give you gifts, to comfort you, to help you, to fill you up, to give you power, to guide you, to tell you things that will come, to give you strength when you feel weak, to pray for you, and to constantly remind you of Jesus and his righteousness. Let me say it one more time. Just kidding, I'm not gonna do it. How in the world can we even do anything for Christ if we are accused and badgered and reminded of our past? You just can't. You'd be like, man, oh man, this is too tough. But that's what the enemy does. And that's what the world will do, right? Holy Spirit wants to lead you to freedom, to lead you into his righteousness. 
Holy Spirit will celebrate you. He'll remind you of a future filled with hope and success. So I say smother yourself with, with his righteousness. So Listen, smother yourself with so much of his righteousness. Please hear this. That when darkness shows up, you simply walk right by it or walk right through it or walk right over it. The Holy Spirit doesn't show you your blemishes. He shows you his blood. Come on, man, that's a verdict statement. The Holy Spirit doesn't show you his blemish, your blemishes. He shows you his blood. So, I had this picture, or my imagination. The Father and the Son are in heaven, right? Seated together, right? Jesus at the right hand of the Father. You know that, right? They're in heaven. So he sends us the Holy Spirit. Jesus, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And I heard this conversation in my imagination. The Holy Spirit meets a Christian, right? Someone who is supposed to know that they're righteous. And, and, and there's a communication happening. It's how they, they communicate. The Father and the Son are in heaven and the Holy Spirit's down here with us. And he meets someone and, and the Holy Spirit says this. He says, he says, hey, I've got another child of God down here. Hello. But they're talking funny. It, they're talking actually destructive. They're speaking the opposite of what you say, Father. They say, I'm so sinful. And they say, I'm not worthy. They even say, I'm a loser. They tell me, the Holy Spirit, don't you see the past? Don't you see my mistakes? Don't you see my mess ups? And I, the Holy Spirit, Father, I say, no, I don't. I don't see the filthy rags. I only see his righteousness. And I need you to see it too. That's why the Holy Spirit's here to get you up there to position yourself in righteousness. Well, let me give you one point. We're done. Romans 3.22. This righteousness, look at this, is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. That's it. In other words, let me say it this way. It's paid in full, my friends. It's paid in full. Jesus paid it in full with his own blood and sacrifice on the cross. Righteousness is not what you do. It's what he did. It's free, but it wasn't cheap. I'll say it again. It's free, but it wasn't cheap. He paid that price for us in his own blood. And Isaiah saw something that I want to show you, and this is how this is we end. Isaiah saw something in the Old Testament about righteousness. I want to show you what it is. Isaiah 61.10, Old Testament style. I'm overwhelmed with the joy of the Lord my God. <clears throat> See, he was having a heaven experience like I did at Meyer. For he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. I'm like a bridegroom dressed for his wedding or a bride with their jewels. How can Isaiah say this? He was positioned in righteousness. Emily, come on up. <clears throat> Got some butter braid pretzels for you, some chocolate chips. Yes, bring that. You know Emily's story. You know Emily, just kind of, 
you just come over here a little bit, but, but be very, uh, very careful because I'm God and you don't want to, you don't want to, right? I'm just, just, I'm not God, but, but, but listen, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm just imagine me being God right now or being Jesus, right? And so I know your past. I know everything about you. I even know, Emily, that you grew up in church. You were born and raised, but you weren't born again. And, and you, I even know you told me the day that you gave your heart to Jesus, growing up in church all your life and knowing the scriptures, but, but it, was, it was in your head, but not in your heart. And the one day that you cried out to Jesus in your bathtub, and you, you were very careful in how you'd say that. You said, Jesus, come into my heart. Remember that day? Well, this is what I, the Lord, did that day. When, when Emily gave her heart to Jesus, God draped a white robe over her so that anything that she's ever gone through in life, the mistakes that she made towards somebody else and mistakes that they made towards her, all the things that she went through is now covered in righteousness. Completely covered in righteousness, my friends. On that day she gave her heart to Jesus, God had a name, a robe with her name on it, and here it is, Emily. I love it that this thing's got a little patch on it. And it says, uh, it says love. I love it. I didn't do that. It's really cozy, too. It's cozy. I, I want you to see this, you guys. Because when you give your heart to Jesus, nobody can take that robe off. Not the devil himself. Not anybody in the world. No one can take that robe off of you. It's yours. But it's happened because of Jesus. And now she stands everywhere she goes. It's not what she does. It's who she is in Christ. She's the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And everywhere she goes. Now, if she believes it, if she sees herself in this way, I believe with all my heart, Incredible things happen because she walks with confidence as bold as a lion. She knows who she is in Christ. Come on. But many Christians are living with a robe but not knowing they have it. We wake up in the morning. We beat ourselves up. We let the enemy who's already judged judge us. We let the world dictate who we're going to be instead of letting Christ dictate who we already are in Him. Emily will have this robe for eternity. Thank you, Jesus. I wanted you to see that because when you wake up tomorrow morning, like I'm literally... If you got something white, a white sheet, a white robe, would you please, if you struggle with righteousness, if you struggle with being beat up by the enemy, being accused by, the, if you struggle with things in your life, just start this way. Put a robe on yourself and sit there and just tell God how great he is. Say, Jesus, thank you for what you've done. Nobody can take that robe off of her ever, 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 ever. She is righteous because of what Christ has done hair smells good. Hey, you guys. Jesus, Jesus has a robe with your name on it. Some of you, like, you're like, man, Heather Beam, I know it. I know Heather Beam, man. She knows. She knows who she is. I know that. 
She walks around. Now, I know, like, we all, we all have our struggles, but she walks around. She, she gets to the place quicker now today than ever before because she knows when the enemy's attacking her, she's like, no, 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 no. I'm getting, I'm getting his righteousness. That's where I'm going. And there are those of you who, who understand that. And there's some of you who are like today, like, oh, man, I didn't realize I have a white robe. I didn't realize that I'm faultless and blameless before God forever. And there's some of you who have never, ever actually received a robe. Oh, Lord, would you like one today? Would you like one today? Would you like to know that God has a robe with your name on it? Listening online here today, it's so simple. We just read it. The only thing you need to do is believe in Jesus. So I want you to just bow your heads for a moment as we just end this way, because God has a robe for you. But I want you to see it in in, in your heart of faith. I want you to see it in your mind's eye. I want God to place this robe on you. But it comes with simply believing in Jesus. Would you pray this prayer with me? And would you pray this prayer uh, as you're watching here today? Would you just, with your heart, just say, pray this and say, Jesus, I want a robe. I want you to cover my mistakes, past, present, and the future. And I know it can only come by believing in you. So today, Jesus, I believe and I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And I see myself right now, you placing a robe over me it's your righteousness and now I stand before God faultless and blameless in Jesus name amen 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 we're honored that you are with us today please connect with us because we want to get to know you head to our website getreslife.org that's g-e-t-r-e-s-l-i-f-e dot org and like us on Facebook Resurrection Life Church Cadillac for upcoming events and information and ways to connect God bless you and have a beautiful week